Jams. Today we have, uh, I'm joined with Robbie here, and uh, we're keeping it quiet because it's the morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. Um, You're on Too Many Jams, a show about all things 20 year old. With help from coffee and other mm. stimulants, we wake up every morning to help solve <laughs> those issues that seem to leave our age group lost and confused. <laughs> Uh, Robbie, are you at all concerned by the sheer volume on the mics right now, or should we just let that ride? Are they? Or are they pumping some heat? Look at the. You see that? You yeah. See, those are some thick waves right there, yeah. my dude. No, it's all right. Just keep it at all a right. reasonable distance. All right. Sorry. I'm good. Um, maybe like later in the day. You know what? Kevin's also waking up, and it's not like it goes bad. But, uh, you know, maybe you're going forward, maybe a little less interruptions coming from the kitchen area, you know? A <laughs> <laughs> finger over there. Um, um, and so. Uh, do aliens exist? Uh, it's up for debate lately. Because that ruined my Sunday. Do you get, do you dive down a dark hole? Okay, first of all, um, Joe Rogan is my north star. You know. Yeah. I look to him. He's uh, he's like a big brother to me. You know. Okay. And uh, I I hey, wait wait that's a lie. But One I sec. like him. Wait, can I ask can I ask a question quickly? Yeah. Did you believe the story because Joe Rogan? is so invested in it is that why you originally after you listened to the episode yeah no to because it was on joe rogan yeah and joe rogan is like i mean the story itself is very compelling okay let's just put this in context going into my sunday yeah i'm just a normal non-alien believer dude Mm -hmm. and by non-alien believer i believe there's aliens the universe is so big but like, I don't believe the aliens are coming down and plucking farmers out of Iowa no. to, to shove things up their bum, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but, uh, so Robbie's like, oh, there, you gotta listen to this podcast. Uh, Bob Lazar goes on Joe Rogan and, um, and it's gonna like, apparently it's so wild. And I'm like, shut up, dude. I think I said that exactly to you. <laughs> yeah. You, you shut me down right away. Well, I, I didn't even listen to it it was jamie my brother you you passed a recommendation through me without first vetting it no i i didn't recommend it i asked you if you'd heard of this guy before because jamie had asked me or told me to listen to this episode he he was telling me how crazy of a story it was so uh knowing you and how much you listen to podcasts and especially Joe Rogan, I just assumed that you've been up to date on one of the mm-hmm. latest episodes. Okay. When you explain things, it makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, but okay. No, uh, 
I hadn't heard that episode. Yeah. And immediately when you said it to me, I was like, ah, he's like, like definitely not. Because Joe Rogan's had... Do you remember Tom DeLonge from Blink-182? I was just about to say that because, yeah, Tom DeLonge, when you when you think of him and him talking about aliens, you, you, you're kind of like, okay, this guy a little crazy or what. And then yeah. you hear... Bob Lazar talk about it and you're like okay this is this story has some legs well okay so Tom DeLong is from Blink-182 he went on Joe Rogan and he literally was like did you talk about the same stuff I haven't actually listened to the episode Tom DeLong yeah no Tom DeLong talked about some nuts ass shit (laughs) and he's like dude there's secret levels to the government I'm in talks with high level generals and we're working on a plan they need me to bring aliens uh, to deliver aliens to the population and that's why I'm working with the government and like and Joe is sitting there like why what <laughs> no like any like, like a normal person Joe why I like Joe yeah. Rogan so much is if he if his bullshit meter goes off he'll like turn it into like a fu- like you can clearly tell yeah and even when he had Travis Barker on he was like yo Tom's kind of fucking crazy isn't he and Travis is like yeah like he believes in like aliens and shit yeah and uh so like that's another crazy episode too the bark yeah that that fire that crash I had no idea about that isn't that insane just uh if listeners haven't heard you obviously know Travis Barker yeah who doesn't but he got a plane crash yeah and he jumped onto what was it like on fire fuel it yeah. burnt his whole body yeah yeah um nuts yeah so anyway like that's an example of like a typical ufo guy and joe rogan did a whole show when he was younger called joe rogan questions everything or like joe rogan i've heard about this but he t- i don't remember its exact name but like its whole thing was joe rogan wants to believe this shit because he loves it yeah but he went out and like would look for Sasquatch or would talk to like alien believers and like dive into stuff That's for a TV cool show concept. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, he's like, man, all these people are fucking nuts. There was nothing compelling. Everyone seemed full of shit. Um, is that how he originally found Bob Lazar? He, he always knew about Bob Lazar as like okay. someone who's like interested in the topic. Um, so Bob Lazar, to put it in perspective for you, for you listeners out there. And oh, a part of me really wants to edit in like, UFO alien music when we talk about this, so I might do that if I can find All right. it. Yeah, if you have some time. Um, Bob Lazar was the person that put Area 51 on the map. Like, it wasn't, Area 51 wasn't always like a UFO, like, uh, hot spot, popular destination. Oh, uh, was he? So when he originally whistleblowed mm-hmm. on them, that's yeah. how it came more into the public knowledge that Area 51 exists. Yeah. It wasn't always like, okay, this is where, like, the the United States is or isn't testing UFO stuff. And no, it was just like a really lesser known base. Okay. Like no one really cared or even did anything about it. Yeah. Until he came out with it. So this the story gets kind of crazy. And there's a documentary on Netflix about it. But so going to this Bob Lazar episode, I don't know that about Bob Lazar. Like I know nothing about him. I don't, I don't follow any UFO stuff. Yeah, I knew nothing about him either. So you just told me about the episode. I see it. I'm about to go to the gym. I flick it on and, you know, I listen for about 20 minutes while like, I'm like cleaning the kitchen and like just gonna, about to head to the gym and then I'm in it, dude. In one. I'm fucking in one. This, this guy starts talking with such like, like uh, effortless, like I guess, I don't know why, but anyway, he told the story in such a convincing way yeah. that I'm like, oh my God, like. 
what? Like, this can't be real. So he's sitting there talking to Joe Rogan, sitting next to his producer that produces Netflix film. Yeah, so on Netflix right now, the the film just came out. Or I, I think it might have come out last year, but it's on Netflix right now. And... Um, What's it called? It's um, called like Area Fifty One, Aliens, and fucking Lazars. Yeah, but it's yeah, but it's pretty cool. And some shit like so that. they were on Joe Rogan, um, talking about this together. So, so, so like, not only do you have Bob Lazar, uh, you have Joe Rogan, who I trust, and you have a third impartial—not impartial, sorry—a third director who's just like a normal person should be a normal person at least. Well, he's, uh, he's an investigative journalist, right? Which is like usually someone that holds truth like to a higher standard because like their reputation kind of relies on a little bit. I don't know if that's changed in this day and age with like all the kind of viral marketing and stuff like that. But he was mentored by, um, the previous most famous investigative journalist, um, that was based out of like the West coast in Las Vegas there, uh, something r- like, Rupp well, uh, yeah, uh, George Rupp. Rupp was it George Rupp. I, th- I think it's George Rupp. So, uh, he was the one that originally broke the yes. story and he mentored his, this other producer, yes. investigative journalist. So th- this is all kind of boring, but it sets up, it sets up how it fucked my Sunday up, which is. Uh, I start listening to this and this Bob Lazar guy starts talking with like absolute uh, like conviction. Yeah, it's total like, conviction. You listen to this episode without any prior knowledge on Bob Lazar and he starts going, yeah, like uh, you know, I was just a guy growing up in this town and he starts telling the story about, you, you know, a very simple upbringing and how he was into physics and stuff like that and he, he would attach like... Uh, these like kind of hobby rocket engines to like his bikes and eventually you know as he got older like worked on a rocket car with some friends that he would like drive out in the desert and I'm like oh and and, and he was yeah and that's what he said got him the attention was because he was the no he was the one in town known as the guy with the uh, rocket attached to his car yeah yeah. (laughs) and he said he used to buzz around town with a little fucking rocket car and um, so uh, he, he got on the front page newspaper of his like small town thing and he said he went to a, a speech from uh, a government a high up government physicist or like uh, stuff like that and he spoke to the guy out front and was like look at me this is this is me from the front of the paper and like they had a cool chat and stuff and he later like reached out to that guy for a job when he was job hunting and uh, he tells this whole crazy story about how he was eventually like interviewed and brought in to start working on Area 51 and in like basically deconstructing alien technology that they had recovered at Area 51 well, well uh, reverse engineering the, yeah. the UFOs. He said there was, they had nine UFOs at the time, and this is in the early 1980s or, yeah. uh, or so, that uh, they had this crazy technology um, in, uh, in Area 51 that he was part of. And um, Well, just like the way he tells it. So there's, there's certain facts, and if you watch the documentary, if you listen to this thing, they're spitting real facts, and... I got to give it to him like Joe Joe Rogan's bullshit meter didn't go off and neither did mine and Joe Rogan has a good bullshit meter and he's sitting there and Joe Rogan is literally sucking this guy's farts back like well this guy's been telling the same story since he 
broke the like yeah. since, since he broke the story back in the back in the 80s and the, and, the, and the same story and and like the producers here alongside him reinforcing everything he's saying being like I was a I was I'm an investigative journalist my whole goal was to disprove this story my mentor George Rupp his whole goal was to see if Bob was telling the truth or not and like put him through four polygraph tests looked into all the information Bob said and I'm like holy fuck is this actually real like here's a guy on Joe Rogan saying that he put his whole work into proving it was real or not Bob Lazar is telling a very convincing story being like guys I don't want the attention I don't make money off this he's like I've never made a cent off this he's like I donate every dollar um, that's ever come in from um, this like speaking about this and I, I'm not making any money off the documentary and the producer's like yeah he's like we're not paying him He's like, this guy doesn't want the attention. He's like, I had to drag him out to do this podcast. He hates it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what's his motivation then? You know what I mean? And Joe Rogan's sitting there, like literally being like, I believe you. And like, this is crazy. And the world needs to hear this. And I'm like, Joe, my North fucking star. I'm like, and, why are you saying stuff like that? <laughs> and uh, an another reason why it's, uh, why, why, people have believed this guy Bob Lazar is because a lot of the stuff that he originally said when uh, when he originally broke the story um, and people obviously didn't believe him at first but then a lot of the facts in his story were then proven to be true many years later yes yes and, and that's why his story is so undeniable um, was that like he was like uh I worked at this base and like all this stuff and he, he, he talked about an element that didn't exist at the time that was proven existed like later on he talked about uh, knowing like the inner workings of a certain part of this secret base that you know, the government claimed he never worked at and like all this stuff and the producer was like I'm verifying all this and uh, he talked about, you know, the, the, these hand scanners they used to use to get into the base that people think like that technology didn't exist at the time, but it was proven like 10 years later that it was, it did exist and it was in place at yeah. the base. And then he goes like, he tells, he t I'm not going to get into his story, but he tells about how um, his home life uh, when he had like such a high security clearance that they were monitoring his like home life and his wife was having like an affair and they did, they stopped him from coming into the secret programs uh, because they wanted to see how his home life panned out. And he started to get like nervous and about why they weren't letting him come back in. And he ended up um, kind of freaking out a little bit when he saw that he was being monitored. Uh, so he, he said he brought some friends, and this is also where it gets really crazy. Oh, I've, I haven't actually gotten this far. Oh. I haven't left, listened to the, the full Okay, so his yet. wife was having an affair. Yeah. And um, he didn't know it, but the he said the government did because they were monitoring him as someone with super high security clearance. Um, and uh, they, didn't, they didn't want him to come in. They wanted to see how this home life thing plays out to make sure he didn't like, go off the deep end or anything. And he, he said, well, like after a while, he started to notice that he's being monitored and... Um, he just didn't know what to do, but he knew, he said he knew the testing schedule of the UFO. So on three separate nights, he brought friends out to see the UFO flying around and they even filmed it on one occasion. Oh, no way. That's how they got the film. Well, that's how he has such avid believers as well. Cause he brought friends out there and they, they, 
they saw this light darting around the sky yeah. in a very, um, obviously like the way he describes how UFOs fly, like a very, very physics defying way. Yeah. And like all this stuff and, and they, they filmed it for a shorts, uh, for short videos. Well, obviously it looked like he filmed it through a fucking toaster on a trampoline with like every type of yeah, muscle, muscular <laughs> dystrophy, like that you could have like no UFO videos ever on like a tripod. Um, yeah, but so he has this and the people that went with him swear by it because they saw it too. Um, so he has like all this stuff and then he gets caught. They bring him in. Um, and then he loses his clearance. Obviously, I don't know why he wouldn't have been arrested if this was a real, uh, story. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he somehow gets released and he's now worried for his safety, what they're going to do. So he reaches out to an investigative journalist, the yeah. most famous one he knew, told him his story and, and said, like, I'm worried for my safety. My safety. Like, can, I, I just need to tell you my story. So if something happens and then this investigative journalist looked into everything and tried to disprove him and then ended up believing him and ended up leaking the story and it made worldwide news. Area 51 became a phenomenon and that's, that's this guy's story. And there's, there's so many facts that he said that like the producer was sitting there being like, I verified this, like, like saying crazy stuff, like, okay, okay so Bob claims that the government started erasing his records, his like birth certificate. Yeah, I've his, heard of them doing that stuff before. His uh, his graduation or his uh, diplomas from M MIT and Caltech. Um, his friends, all the people around him, started getting investigated by like the IRS or like looked into by like or audited and like all this stuff. And he's like, they just they just made my life like a living hell. He's like, there's no record. I went to the colleges I went to and they said I never, they, people were denying that I ever worked at these places. And then the producer would come on and be like, and then like when I investigated it, he's like, there's some people from, uh, the story that, that Bob named by name that worked at these bases that I ended up like catching up with and then eventually admitted to me that Bob did work there. And then they found like a directory in the eighties, a paper directory with Bob's name on it at the facility. And then when we took Bob back to these facilities, uh, he was able to be like, that's where I worked. And like, this is the hallway here. The, the hand scanner that he claimed was at the, the basis at the time that he got a security badge from, he's like, was proven to me that it existed. People proved like that there was um, pictures of it there at these bases at the time that the technology not only existed, but there was like technicians that used to work on it that reached out to me and said it was there. And then I'm like, holy shit, this guy's telling the fucking truth. Yeah. He worked on UFOs at at area 51 and I'm it's so compelling and it fucked my Sunday up man I'm sitting on the couch being like UFOs exist they're here like what like, this is real life like why, why am I even doing anything today yeah why do I even why would I ever do a thing again for any like regular thing because UFOs fucking exist so what and then you obviously dove into the forums online and the endless well i just like if, if i didn't go to the gym like once i got 20 minutes into this yeah. episode i'm lying on the couch staring at the ceiling oh you listen to it just like sitting there i couldn't move <laughs> 
I was like, I was like, UFOs exist. So, so after after you listened to the episode, you you said you dove into some stuff online because you, not right away, man. But well, you because I believe because I, I remember, yeah, you called me right away. You're like. It they exist. Oh, I didn't call you right away. I called you like four hours after I listened to it. And then, and then uh, I was at work for the whole day. And then by the time I got home, you're like, I'm a little skeptical. <laughs> a little skeptical, man. So right away they exist, and I'm sitting there pondering life. And uh, I did end up going to the gym, and I didn't even listen to anything at the gym because I sat there thinking about UFOs existing while I worked out the entire time. Yeah. And I just thought, like, what, is, like, what does it mean? And then, not like, because they didn't just talk about Bob's story. There's like some legitimate um, footage that the Department of Defense released recently about pilots' uh, videos from F-18s chasing. Um, uh, an unidentified object yeah and the and the pilots from those f-18s like this was made declassified and it's from the department of defense like this is real i, I looked into it right after because i said it in the podcast and i was like let me just see if that actually is real let me just see like some basic easy to google stuff is real yeah those videos exist those pilots went on tucker carlson and like cnn and like other like major networks and the networks are like here is a department of defense video Here's the F-18 pilot and the pilot's like sitting there being like describing what he sees and he's like it was there was two planes out there there was four pilots and you can hear them talking on the video being like what is that it's just like kind of like levitating is it a drone and then it would like you see in the video it's like moving in a it's not got any shape. It doesn't have any like um, heat signatures or like rotor wash or like jet engines. And it's just like hovering. And yeah. this is a real video, an infrared video. Yeah. And the pilots on, on CNN are like, we believe that it, it's something not from this world. Like we've, these, these are like trained top end fighter pilots in the U.S. government going on the news being like, yeah, like we think it was a UFO. So I'm sitting here being like, with that story I just heard on Joe Rogan and these fighter pilots, they even had Neil deGrasse Tyson comment on it what on CNN. What did he say? And like, this is this is what got me about the videos is that he was like, yes, this is very interesting. Yeah, and what, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah, said this? Yeah, and like the news reporters, like none of them are going, this is a hoax or whatever because it's actually from the government. Yeah. And it's obviously like verified footage. Like, like you know, when you get footage, people can look into it to see if it's doctored and all that. Yeah. Um, so like, uh, like it's, it's undisputed footage. Like nobody's thinking that it's, it's hoax cause it's from the department of defense. And, um, he was just like, yeah, it's interesting. Like, but he's like, there's not enough information here for us to like do anything about it. But like, it's definitely scary, like scary and interesting. And then he like left it at that. He wasn't like, no, he didn't explain it with like some physics. Okay, so he didn't really want to pick a side. Exactly. So like I'm I'm I go to the gym and I'm thinking about all this. I'm like, they're I'm like they're real. Like, what does this mean? Like, do I still want to be a rock star now? Like, why do we why do we even go to work in the morning if there's aliens out there? Like, what do I do? Like, do I like what if they just come down and like like what is my life gonna change like in the next twenty years with a little alien action? Okay. And then, um, yeah, so that's why I ruined my Sunday. I couldn't do any work because I was like, what, why would I even do work? <laughs> why, um, but, like, why not, I mean, not, not in, like, a naive way where you're not questioning things, but, like, you don't know what's out there. Why not, you know, maybe believe that there could be something out there and there that could people be there. have the infinite, the, the universe is so big. Yeah. There's definitely life out there. Yeah. But that does not mean that 
alien saucer ships have landed on Earth and abduct fucking the only white trash people from fringe trailer parks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like that doesn't that does A doesn't equal fucking B all the time like that. I'm not I'm not saying that. Well, that that's what I'm saying is not in a way that like you don't question it, but there's definitely other stuff going on out there in the universe and yeah. like. But it, like in this day and age, I I would have assumed that if if there was an advanced enough species in the universe, yeah, that is is coming to Earth. And it's actually flying around and crashing so that the the U.S. government would have nine spaceships. Like, why the U.S. government? Like, you know, that just all seemed far-fetched to me. Like, wh- yeah. why would the U.S. government have them? And like, Out of everyone? Yeah. yeah and, like, and, like, and where did they get them from? And why? All this shit. I was like, there's, yeah. I was like it, normally, I'm like, no fucking way. If aliens came here with modern technology and the phones and the internet, like, you ain't keeping it secret. Sorry. Yeah, and and it's not going to fucking hey, hey Trump. Even even when Bob was uh, describing the UFO that he worked on, he was talking about going inside, and it, it kind of it, it sounded kind of eerie. Actually, it like, sounded real. Like when he uh, when he was talking about when he went inside, how it was all like there were no hard angles in the uh, in the space, and everything in it. He, he said, I think he said there was like three levels to it. And uh, every level was designed for someone like about half the size of him. And he, he, he said there's sa- three seats. He said he's about well, not uh, three levels. Oh, th- was it three seats? Yeah, no. but like un- unimportant. He was just like describing. Yeah, he, he was describing it in such detail that you're like, he's seen this. Yeah, but he, yeah. So he said half the size of him, and he said he's about five ten on the podcast. But like he just, just the way he was telling the story was like this happened to him. Yeah, and he's and because he's explaining the technology of it too, and he's like, "This is exactly what we were working on. This is who I worked with. This what he was like, and he was even making it so convincing, being like explaining how really high level classified work happens. How they he's like how they break us into little teams, and we have very small projects that are we do not talk to other teams. We do not like know what's going on elsewhere. Yeah, he said everything's very highly compartmentalized. And he's like that that's why I can only talk about what I worked on and what I saw. And he was like being like, this is it. This is all I know. I worked on the the gravity system that ran the program and he talked about all the physics of it and like to a non physicist who just like a guy like me who knows just enough from high school to, to be impressed by what he's saying, but not enough yeah. to like verify it. I'm like, that all sounds real. Like that all sounds absolutely right. And the way he told the story is the way I would tell a story, honestly. And it, it just was so convincing. And Joe believed it. You know, it's crazy. If he's, if he worked on this kind of technology back in the eighties and they were still trying to figure out how to deconstruct and reverse engineer it all what they're doing if they actually do have this technology well what their capabilities are with it right now well he he seems to think that it's so advanced that again let me preface i think he's full of shit now like so when i'm talking about him right now i'm not some looney tunes ufo believer yeah um but when if it's gonna ruin it for anyone that goes and listens to it now because when i listened to it i didn't think he was full of shit i didn't do all this research yeah but 
so like people that now go to listen to it might listen to it with like a filter and not be as like blown away like I was. Yeah. But uh, the way he described it was, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about the technology that they had. Right. So the way he described it is that um, imagine if you took a small nuclear reactor yeah. and put it into the Victorian era. Yeah. And you got the smartest people then with the technology they had to try to reverse engineer it. What would happen? I th I think, well, he used the example of a motorcycle. He used both. Oh, oh did he? Okay. Yeah. So he said, you have a small nuclear reactor and you put it in the Victorian era. Yeah. What would they be able to do with it? He's like, nothing. He's like, he's like, maybe they'd be able to understand that it's got some crazy force in it. Yeah. And, and if it's doing stuff like, like, uh, emitting energy or or radiation and killing people and he's like they'd be able to observe that yeah. but he's like they would never be able to remake it take it apart or like control it so he's like he's like again he said imagine with a spacecraft if you put a motorcycle with the keys in it into history and it was just sitting there would someone be able to figure out how to turn it on probably would someone be able to once it's on realize that the handle twists and it goes and like press a button and like realize that this thing would they be able to figure it out yes yeah would they ever be able to understand how to make the frame the motor the fender put it all together never no, no, no matter if they unscrewed everything and they would never know how to cast the plastic fender so he's like this is so compelling but he's like that's what it's like with this alien ship we have it we have its components but it's so far beyond where we're at that um, well, we we can just observe it and make small observations on how it works, but we have no idea uh, all this shit. What about what about his his partner that he worked with? He just he named him, but but you know why is the investigative journalist like have they found him no. or like he seems to have flown under the radar? Yeah, in this whole in this whole thing, which I, I would. Well, he, I was curious about. Yeah, like he he did this. He he named. It's just it's a weird story because if you just listen to it with the three guys on this podcast, and the in the small brief googles I did about recent UFO sightings released by the government, I'm like it's real. You know what I mean? And um, so there's parts of the story that when you eventually pull your head out of your own fucking ass. Because you just got conned by a, a big stupid idiot from Mexico, New Mexico, uh, for an hour and a half. Um, you realize how stupid his story is and how much it wasted my Sunday and how I'd love to go down and titty twist that guy for 15 seconds straight. Because um, he's such a fucking idiot. Okay. Uh, Why? Wait. How did, how did you go from... Because I just Googled a little bit. Yeah. And then I got my head out of my ass and was like, oh, What? Like saucer ships and oh, I don't remember all the details. It was long ago and I don't want the attention. I don't even know why I'm doing this yet. He's the most famous UFO guy and you Google him and his face is on all these like interviews and you know, I don't want the attention. Shut the fuck up. And uh, you look into his story and it's the most perfectly crafted con artist story you can imagine. Hey, I worked here. And I did all this stuff, and, and I so I read. Basically, I read. There's a something called the Lazar Report. Yeah. So people obviously looked into him that weren't uh, that were skeptics. Okay. So yeah, it's 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 skewed the other direction. Yeah. But the the producer helping him is skewed in Bob's direction. So 
It's like just listening to the opposite side of the coin. And they, they looked into all of everything he said and they pieced together a story using stuff that I could Google that, that uh, made sense and prove that he, or not prove, but, but made all the things in his story that he said was unprovable yeah. or like, or that prove that he was an actual scientist there, explain those away with a reasonable uh, story that you could actually Google. So, wait, is there more to this? Well, what like, were you going to say? Or I have a question for you. Yeah. So what do you think they're actually doing at Area 51? I think they're doing advanced, uh, like, weapons stuff. They're doing uh, aircraft that they want to keep secret. Yeah. They're doing radar and uh, anything, anything that they use for war that they want to investigate that they do not want other countries knowing about. They do it Area 51. So, so it could be anything from, they, that's where they did their nuclear tests when they were running the nuclear program. That's where they invented the stealth bombers they wanted to keep secret. Um, and in Bob Lazar's story, it also explains what they're working on that, that Bob filmed and said was a UFO. A light in the sky, like blinking around and changing directions really quickly. Yeah. Um, this this Lazar report explained a totally logical explanation of what that is. And what is it? Well, he was so it, it just basically breaks down his whole story. And he and he's like, I read two reports. I read the Lazar report, and I read um, an actual astrophysicist that that got obsessed with the Lazar story, debunking it because he's like, everyone's so stupid. I'm an actual astrophysicist. He's like. I knew right away this guy was full of shit and I got obsessed with like proving everyone wrong and he, he made this big website and he wrote all these articles and I read that too. But basically he said like right off the bat, Lazar's story, like front to back, he's like, I found him lying in like early articles about his jet car just based on like physics stuff I knew. Like the, the, the Bob in the article that he told about his jet car lied about like the thrust figures that this jet could produce. And he's like, I know that cause I know the type of jet and like in, I know the type of thrust that the maximum performing one of those ever produced from the inventor of the actual jet. And he's like, the car wouldn't have had double that. Um, so he's like, right off the bat, I kind of knew he's a liar. And then they started investigating his story between these two reports. But basically Bob, uh, did do the jet car was interviewed about it told them he was a physicist at this um, government uh, research center and they just printed that in the article because he did work at the research center but he didn't work as a physicist he worked as an electrical technician by a subcontracted company that um, hired technicians to work on PCs and like the security system there and all this shit so he worked there so there's there's step one of the story. Yeah, he worked there as a technician, not a physicist. And the, and they're like uh, the directory. So when Bob goes, yeah, like ev- the government denied I ever worked there as a physicist and all that stuff. But then we found a directory with his name on it ten years later, and like we verify that he worked there. And they're like, whoa, like Bob Lazar told the truth. Yeah, he worked there as a technician. Behind his name on the directory is the initials of the company. Uh, that was a subcontracted technician company for there. And uh, of course he knew the security clearance stuff. Um, or sorry, he, he, he named the uh, security 
clearance officer at the uh, base and that was another thing that uh, this producer verified he's like after like 30 years I finally found Bob had said a name in 1989 of the security officer that vetted him and we finally found him and he finally admitted that Bob worked there and I'm like whoa like he worked there and the government lied yeah he worked there as a technician and he knew the security officer because you had to have low-level security clearance to work there and like all this crazy shit. I'm like, all right, this guy's full of fucking shit. And then um, he, uh, there's this Lazar report reported that he uh, went bankrupt and like was a shady guy and all this stuff. It reported that like after like these stories dropped and all that, he was selling like illegal fireworks chemicals, got charged criminally. Um, it reported that he went to a fraudulent university, has a degree from uh, California, like Pacifica University, which was a, a diploma mill. And because uh, he claimed that he went to MIT and Caltech and that the, that the universities, the government erased his records. The Lazar report reached out to all the universities, was like, okay, um, where, where are yearbook photos? Where's his thesis papers? Because those would be in the library. Why hasn't Bob Lazar ever produced a copy of his thesis he would have had? Um, could he name any professors? He couldn't. Like, because this was in 1989, he named some professors. They did digging. One of them was his math teacher in high school. One of them was an actual professor at the real college he went to, which was not Caltech or MIT. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy's a fucking full of shit idiot. And all these UFO banana lands people are like blinded by it. And I went full 180 and I got very angry at it, ruined my Sunday and I did all this research. And, uh... It just kept going on. Anything that he said, like those hand scanners, uh, there is, they they shared articles from 1966 of a hobbyist electronics magazine showing those hand scanners. And then they showed a, a video from 1977, a movie, a Hollywood movie, which was a science fiction movie that was trying to uh, emulate Area 51 using the hand scanners to get in. The same ones. The same ones, and there and the guy in the you heard on the podcast him trying to use the hand scanners as definitive proof that Bob was there, but in 1966 and 1977 these were public knowledge if you looked hard enough. Yeah. And so I'm like already like this producer, this dumb idiot producer sitting there like believing all this shit. I'm like I hate you, dude. Like you're such an idiot, wasting my time, and um, <laughs> there was just other stuff like that. It just kept going, kept going, and. Uh, I went full 180 on Bob Lazar and I'm like, Joe, like, are you dumb? Like this can't, like my North star just like, like ruined it for me. And then I, I came a little bit back and I was like, is it possible that the government could put out a Lazar report and a physicist website debunking all this shit that they would go after him with previously filed bankruptcy stuff and it is totally. possible totally and at the end of the day what's more probable that all this stuff is real because there is there is a bankruptcy report i saw it i read the government uh, there is a legitimate because there's a site it's all public knowledge when someone gets a, a criminal charge against them yeah i read that and i was like okay this is real um there is no proof on the other side Right, you can't go. Oh, there's no proof, so his side might be right. There is no proof on Bob's side that you can listen to or see at all. There's no proof. 
And they, they say, yeah, well, because everyone's against him. It's well, it's it's kind of him against the world. I know, but there is proof on the other side. So you can't just say, oh, you, like the perfect con is I have no proof because the government erased it. And then yeah. they go, it doesn't exist, which means the government erased it, which means he's telling the truth. Like it's yeah. such a stupid way of thinking. Like, I'm sorry, Bob, like it's a compelling story, but I can't waste any time on it until a, an alien ship actually comes down and sucks up Hillary Duff or something into space. And I'm like, no, there goes Hillary. Like they're here. You know what I mean? Like his, his story is so whack and, and like working on UFOs and like anti-gravity. So this, the, the video he filmed with his friends and his friends that are avid believers, this report, this physicist also talked about what was actually going on in the base at the time. Bob legitimately did, um, take his technician job at that government research center and he, as a con man, reached out to the guy he met uh, when he was in the paper, you know, the the one that was a high up in the U.S. government. Yeah, yeah. And he said, hey, I've been working as a physicist at this base. You remember me from the article? It said I was a physicist at the base. Um, can you, uh, is there any other projects that you know, like there was a particle accelerator project going on at Area 51? And he's like, and he knew about it just from working at the research center. And he's like, you know, I'm big into particle accelerators. I, I'm like a hobbyist at home. Like I, if there's anything I could work on there, I'd love to work on it. So this guy was like, yeah, sure. Got him in there, got him a job, which would have required a much higher security level clearance, which would have gone back and seen his bankruptcies, which he would never have gotten high level security clearance with bankruptcies. Um, so apparently... He was hired on, brought into the, the, the base, the part of the base. It was like a radar center um, that also had a particle accelerator that they used to, um, they used the particle accelerator to shoot um, a beam into the sky that would jam up radars or create like an erroneous radar um, a feature. So he started working on that and he, he knew the schedule of when they would fire this device and he brought his friends out to view this told them it was a UFO because his friends are idiots, but it was a pla it was a, a plasma beam that would go out to the sky that would reflect off the atmosphere and create an erroneous object that radars would pick up a light that would move. Yeah. And that was a technology that really existed that they really were testing there that would be used to um, disrupt enemy radar to, to make erroneous readings. And they, they would obviously want to keep that secret because they wouldn't want the en enemy knowing that you have this technology. Yeah, and yeah. This, these articles said, like, it is, this is known that it was there. This isn't like, oh, there's aliens and they're keeping secret. Like, this was there. This was something they're working on. And you're like, oh, that makes total sense. Bob was only working there for a short period of time before his security clearance got revoked. They realized he was a con man. Well, when they caught him, not a comment, they realized he was a fucking idiot when they caught him and his friends filming it. They revoked everything. And the reason they didn't arrest him is because he told his friends it was UFO. And it was probably safer for them to let people believe it was a UFO than for them to convict him for revealing what was actually there. Because no one knew anyways. No one knew anyways. So they just let this kook go and he has to stick to this UFO story. Um, and like this all makes total sense to me, right? What, yeah. What, what if what if the government's laughing right now because they, they've actually like conned you into believing their 
spinoff of the story. But you know what? If the government, and this is no chirp on Trump, but if that's the government, like the government of people in it, the government has guys like you or me in it, yeah. guys we went to university with. Yeah. They're not special. They're not superhumans. They're fucking idiots like the rest of us. Like, there's no way. The government's so dumb. They can't even. They can't even organize a program to just take care of like the the in need people in the states. Yeah. Like, I don't care how much money you have. Like, yeah, they do shady, super secret awesome stuff all the time mm -hmm. but they ain't they ain't got ufos dude yeah you know what one one thing that i've realized is that it, whether it's like you're you're part of a I, I guess maybe like the fraternity would be a good example of this yeah is that you know before you before you get involved with it or and you don't really know much about it but all you really do know about it is like from an outside perspective in movies in uh in popular culture and like you see these uh these political figures on tv and you you hear all this stuff like like you must think oh wow they're like so highly like functional yeah and and it's it's crazy what they're doing and stuff but then once you actually get involved it's just college kids it's it's just you realize that they're people like you and me with just a little more responsibility on their plate yeah and i mean there's it's, it's there, like like there definitely is uh, there definitely is like a lot of very like highly intelligent people working for them, and you know, um, like like the security is much higher and stuff. But 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 you you just realize that like you know what it's you and me could be doing this stuff. Yeah. And the you're like the whole sort of they're facade people. like they're breaks down. The you know, facade they're, breaks down. They're, they're they're just people, right? They're, they're people that are working on just private scientific stuff and yeah. there is no doubt that the government does stuff like the CIA or the FBI would do shady stuff like organize mass um, lies and yeah. manipulation like there's this is there's proof of all this like propaganda works and governments do it all the time especially like throughout history yeah. all the time this is real the government does lie the government is can pull off stuff like that but like the 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 where it starts to separate from reality is when you start to talk about stuff like the government has anti gravity rays and a flying fleet of flying saucers, which defy all laws of physics, and they're able to keep that secret and they talk to aliens and like no man they they can't keep anything secret everything the stealth bomber got leaked area fifty one everyone knows about the plasma thing radar like there's everything gets out. Everything gets out that they've, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. eventually, like, say 9-11, say they did it. I'm not saying they did, but say 9-11, they did it. Eventually, that will get out. Like, they're, they're, they're humans. They, they can keep nothing. They, nothing is going to be, like, perfectly orchestrated no. ever. No. Um, so, like, that's why that's why I'm like, the, like, the government, it's not, like, imagine fucking Trudeau's government being like, all right, guys, like, this is the mass, like, UFO thing we're going to cover up. Like, let's keep it all in there. And, like, you're like, shut the fuck up. This guy's a fucking school teacher. Like, he's not, he doesn't yeah. have any mass manipulated UFO hidings. Like, no. Fucking, this blows, it just bugged me that I got so into it. Trust me, I will, I'm not a skeptic. Like, those videos from the pilots yeah. are, the, are actually compelling.
that something might have visited. Yeah. What's not compelling is they plop down in the U.S. We're like, sup, guys, here's some ships. Like, what up, Prez? <laughs> what up, council? Like, let's fucking hang out and, like, investigate UFO stuff. Or, like, they, if they're so advanced that they can defy gravity and time, they're going to crash and let... let oh, anyway, it just bugged me. I got so into it, man. Um, we should wrap things up. Yeah, we should. Um, I think uh, there was other things we wanted to talk about, but well, we'll they were we'll they were funnier and more interesting. We'll, we'll so I don't we'll want to put them, them for tomorrow. Yeah. You know what? Tomorrow we got a guest coming on. So um, I, I I don't want to put them at the end of this, like because I could because we learned people don't really listen to the end. <laughs> especially like I could see a lot of our friends getting about fifteen minutes into an episode that I think I'm gonna put the title of this episode as I was like UFOs exist or something like that. Just total clickbait. Total clickbait. Yeah. So I I don't know if we're good at commenting on stuff to keep it entertaining. You know what I mean? I got, I got to, I got to listen to the rest of that episode so I can, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm just saying like, look into it for yourself. Sort of like make, don't make take my, my word own, for it. Yeah. Make my own judgments. Uh, but definitely it blew my, and I even recommended it to people, dude. I sent it to a few people. Like well, my, well, cause it's interesting to hear it's there, There's I'm nothing saying. wrong with recommending it. You'd be like, listen to this. This is compelling stuff. This is a cool story. This might interest you. Make your own decision about it. Yeah, yeah, you know? and uh, U.S. government, if you're listening, um, and there is UFOs, just send me an email. Let me know so I can just, you know, not be so conflicted. You know, just, just send me just, fucking email, dude. Just a, just a picture. Send a picture of one. Send a saucer or something. Send a saucer at me or aliens if you're listening to this. Saucer, saucer. Aliens, I wouldn't mind just knowing. Like abduct me. You know what I mean? I wouldn't mind just knowing. Scoop me up. I don't care if it really fucks up my future because I just want to know. You know? Yeah. Um, all right. On that note, um, all you UFO fans that stuck it out to here, uh, live long and prosper. And we will see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.